in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was living in the manger, lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread out the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. A very Merry Christmas, a very messy Christmas. Uh, we're just going to watch a little clip that will help us think a bit more about what we've heard and what that means. What if, just imagine, there are these guys who tend sheep. They have no place to call home. They live in a messy, broken world. They sleep under the stars. They are the lowliest of the low. They are messy people in a messy world. What if, just imagine, one night, angels appear to them, these lowly shepherds, and tell them in the town of David there's a baby just been born that will be the one to clean up our messy world. This baby has been born into a messy family tree. Scandal mars the line. This baby is born into a messy family. There is question over his legitimacy. He lies in a feeding trough. He's surrounded by mess. He's born into a messy world. And yet, Despite the messiness around his birth, it is his messy death on the cross that will make us clean. He has come to die so that we can be clean. But for now, he's a baby in a feeding trough surrounded by mess. A perfectly clean baby in a messy world. That's if you want to go to Creek Road after here. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, if you had a word that you would think that would sum up 2017 for you, I wonder what would be the word you'd come up with. I think for me, the word that resonates the most with me with 2017 is messy. Uh, 
I've been speaking to a number of people as we're uh, getting close to the end of 2017 and lots of people who I'm speaking to are saying they're saying good riddance to 2017. It's been a very messy year for lots of people I know. And messiness is all around us, isn't it? It's been messy in relationships, it's been messy in marriage, it's been messy in the world around us, it's been messy in our brains, it's been messy in our communities, it's been messy, you can add the N word to it. It's a messy world, isn't it? It's a messy place. And I think all of us have mess in our lives. Uh, there's that old saying, isn't it, that in every family there's a skeleton in the cupboard? Well, in every family there's mess. In every life there's mess. And that's not just the mess that's in your lounge room this morning from all the paper you've ripped up, is it? It's mess in our lives around us, mess in the things that are happening about us. But we actually hope for no mess, don't we? There's a messy situation happening there. It's all about us, isn't it? Uh, and we hope for no mess, don't we? We'd love to be in a place where there was no mess. We'd love to be in a world where there was no mess. That would be the world that we would long to be in, isn't it? A non-messy world. Well, you see, amazingly, Christmas is about God implementing a plan to get rid of the mess. Uh, this year was uh, a milestone for our house. We've been in it for 10 years, and so we decided it's time to clean up the backyard. Now, that's not ours, <laughs> by the way. That's just a representative of it. That's our next door neighbours. No, no. No, that's not true either. Uh, that's a representative of a backyard. But this year, we'd been in our house for 10 years and we'd done the odd clean-up, but it got to the point really where it was time to do the big clean-up to get rid of all the mess. Now, uh, a person who I will not mention their name of uh, reminded me that that was needed to be the case. And they reminded me a couple of times that that was the case, but I needed to think about that. I needed to contemplate that. I needed to just procrastinate about that. And then eventually I decided, well, yes, we need to do that. And so I decided that we needed to have a plan. We needed to have a date. And I needed to get people to help me. <laughs> and so we did that. Uh, we got a plan together. We set a date. Uh, we got together, got a few people together. Uh, and we cleaned up that backyard and we tossed it all into this big trailer, not just a six by four, but like it was huge, big trailer with the sides on it. And we had stuff coming out the top, mountains of it, stuff everywhere. It was a phenomenal amount of gear was in there. And so we had to take it off to the waste management facility, as they call it now. We used to just call it the tip. It's now a waste management facility. And so we had to take it out there and I thought, well, this will cost a little bit of money. So I stuck $50 in my pocket thinking that that'll be fine. When I got to the waste management facility, I worked out that waste management facilities need to make money. And so, guess how much it cost me to get rid of that amount of rubbish? Karen Mormon knows because she offered it to throw it out there, but too late. What? It was 103 bucks! 103 dollars to get rid of my rubbish! Unbelievable! It costs. And now my backyard looks like that. 
Well, no, not quite, okay. Not quite. I've got a pool in the corner as well, you know, but no, it doesn't look like that. Uh, but for us to clean up our mess in our backyard, it needed a plan, it needed a date, and it was costly. And that's the same for God's plan to clean up the mess in our world. You see, God had a plan right from the beginning, from the very moment that we as humans decided that we could run this world better than God, that we could do things better than Him, that we knew more than God, uh, the world has been in mess. The Bible calls that sin. Sin entered into the world, that is us wanting to rule our lives our way and run the world our way, and as we do that, we destroy the world. And that mess came into the world and from that moment and to today, God is on about cleaning up that mess and he implemented a plan from the very beginning. And in that plan, he brought about that there was going to be one person who's going to clean up that mess for us. And that's what we're celebrating today is when God implements his plan and brings his mess remover into this world. It's amazing, isn't it, really, that God would do that? It's not his fault that the world's the mess it's in. It's not his fault that our lives are messy. It's us. But yet God loves us so much that he implements a plan to bring his great mess remover and he does that and starts that with a baby. With Jesus being born. He brings it into a world so he can clean up our mess and he can clean up the whole world's mess for messy people like you and me. And the first people that he gets to announce that to are pretty amazing, aren't they? One of the things I think we need to remember too in all of this is that, that he brings that into this messy world and he actually implements it through a messy person too, doesn't it? That the plan that God used had a whole lot of messy situations in it. Remember the clip? Remember the people that the line, the lineage that Jesus came from? Scandal. Liars. Adulterers. Prostitutes. All the way down to an unwed 14-year-old girl. It's amazing, isn't it? That God's plan to remove our mess included a whole lot of people who were messy to bring that about. You see, life is never, your life is never too messy for God. Sometimes we think that, don't we? I know people say, no, I could never come to church, I could never become a Christian, I could never trust in God, I'm too messy, there's too much bad about me. That's garbage. There's no one too messy for God. God used some of the most messiest people to bring about his plan. And he brought about his plan and he announced that through some very messy people as well. Uh, who knows who this is? Dear Prince Harry and Meghan, or Meghan Markle, depending on what way you want to pronounce it. Uh, but they made a big announcement this year, didn't they? Not that long ago, they're going to get married. Guess who was the first person that they announced that to? I don't know. But I can tell you that it wasn't to the jackaroos and the jillaroos in the outback Australia with the dust and the dirt and the grime and the sweaty and the smelly stuff about them. It wasn't to them. 
Probably was to William or Kate, wasn't it? Or maybe the Queen. If anyone's been watching the Queen on Netflix, everything runs through the Queen. Harry probably even had to speak to her before he even made any attempt to go out with me. But God chooses some of the dirtiest, smelliest people around. He chooses shepherds. Can you imagine the first people that he goes and announces this to to come and see what God has done are these lowly, smelly shepherds. Messy people. It's a messy plan, he wants. There's no messy people being used in that plan, being announced to messy people. You see, you are never too messy for God. Life is never too messy for God. You're never too messy for God. Because God wants to help you out of that mess. Now those shepherds, don't they? They come and see that song right at the beginning. Come and see what God has done. They do, they don't. They come and see. That's what Heather read. They come and see this baby Jesus. And what do they do? They go and tell. They come and see. They're amazed. And they go and tell what this baby Jesus has done. Messy people in the plan. Messy people that have been announced to and a very messy situation to be born into. Has anyone been into a birthing suite lately? Well, a number of you probably have because you've had kids. Uh, but birthing suites look a bit like this these days. Uh, perfectly clean. Uh, lounge suites, television screens, hot tub, music playing in the background, an oil diffuser with some sort of calming sort of concoction coming out of it so that everything is beautiful and clean and wonderful. And then when someone gives birth, that's all destroyed, isn't it? Ah! Why do we do this? Ah! But it's beautiful and clean, isn't it? It's sterile. But Jesus is not born into that. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mess remover is born into a barn. The smell that is diffusing through that barn is poo. I'm not sure that would go down well in a birthing suite today, would it? Uh, what he is laying on is very uncomfortable hay. The tranquility around it, sometimes we sing that silent night and we feel like it's all beautiful and gorgeous. It would have been horrible and smelly and cold and dank and rank and messy. It was foul. There's nothing pretty about it at all. But into that, God brings the one who's going to clean up that mess. A messy plan. A messy people that it is announced to. A messy circumstance and situation. All for the mess remover. Jesus. You see, Jesus is going to come into the world to remove that mess because Jesus knows what that mess is like. You see, the baby doesn't stay a baby, does it? The baby grows up, Jesus grows up and that Jesus walks and lives and talks and experiences this messy world. He sees people die, he sees people with ailments and sicknesses, he sees people with relationships that are destroyed. He knows the mess, he experiences the mess. He feels the mess. He knows the mess and he knows your mess. He feels your mess. 
and he takes your mess. You see, Jesus doesn't stay as a baby. He doesn't just walk on this earth and experience. He's not just a good example, but Jesus goes to the cross. And on the messy cross, the very messy cross, is not an angelic picture of someone being crucified. It is messy, it is bloody, it is gruesome, it is disgusting, it is rank. And that's where Jesus takes our mess. All our mess upon the cross so that we can be clean. You see, Jesus on the cross says, it is finished, it is done. He takes all the mess of the world, all that brokenness, all that sin. He takes it upon himself and that those who trust and believe in him are clean because of that and can stand before God as clean people, unmessy people. And he provides for us an opportunity because he comes back from the dead, he rises from the dead so that we can be in that unmessy place forever. He says, if you trust and believe, then perfection, unmessiness, is there for you for eternity. But he doesn't just leave it there, does he? He says that here and now, in this messy world, I am going to be with you till the very end of the age. Jesus says that I know that we haven't got completely cleaned up this mess here and now, but I'm going to stand with you in that mess and I'm going to take you to the unmessiness, to that perfect, loving eternity where there'll be no more mess anymore. is that wonderful message of Christmas, isn't it? That for messy people like you and I, Jesus stepped into that, took the mess, stands with us in the mess, supports us in the mess and takes us into an eternity without the mess. That's Christmas. That's what Jesus does for you and I. We're just going to watch a little clip that will help highlight that. Guy! Wait up! Thought you said we lost him. I found you Thank goodness for that star. If it weren't for that star, I wouldn't have found you guys. <laughs> Woo! Pretty convenient that now you can read the stars. Oh no, just that big super bright one. I mean, it's like, blam! <laughs> but I'm still gonna need directions home. Can someone write that down for me? We don't have time for this. We're going to see the Messiah. Look at us, the four wise men. We're inseparable. More like insufferable. Speaking of suffering, my feet can't taste much more walking. It's been three years. We should have been home by now. You guys can blame me all day for losing those camels, but you all knew going into this that my double hitch knot needed a little work. <clears throat> Why don't we proceed in silence, reverent silence, in honor of the Messiah? Totally cool with that. Good. So... I was thinking about my gift. I mean, what baby needs white jade anyway, right? <laughs> We've been over this a thousand times. White jade represents his purity and goodness. The gold represents his royalty. 
The burning of frankincense reminds us that the aura of God is around us at all times, and the myrrh is to anoint him as king of kings. Wait, 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 wait. just listen, listen. I think, I think about a better gift. A gift that'll make everyone forget that I lost the white jade. You what? I mean, I think a gift that makes the white jade just look like nothing. A gift that's better than the white jade that I replaced. You replaced with what? The greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Blam! Hummus! <laughs> you Hummus. must be kidding. Do you mean you must be kidding? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding at all. Hummus is delicious, okay? And, and it's very, it's very symbolic. People unite together when they see hummus. <laughs> Much like a savior. Okay, okay. This is my bad. This is on me. You guys go see the Messiah. I'll just stay here. I think that would be best. But at least you have a snack. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it just doesn't matter what we bring this little king. He doesn't need any of our gifts. I mean, you know, he's a savior. I mean, he's a he's a gift to us. Maybe I was hoping he's bigger than all my mistakes. Yeah, I guess that's what I was hoping. All right, I'll see you guys later. Why are you doing that? Because I hope he's that kind of a savior, too. Let's go. I wish someone had some pita bread. Blam! <laughs> Uh, the great news is we do have a saviour like that, don't we? A saviour who doesn't need us to bring him gifts or sacrifices in a sense because he has everything. But he just wants us. People who make mistakes, people who are messy, people who really struggle to live in this messy world. Jesus just wants us, doesn't he? To come to him and give him our messy lives. He takes that mess, he nails it to the cross, he rises again, he makes us clean before God, he goes through the mess in this world with us and he takes us into a perfection without mess forever. That's what Christmas is about, guys. I pray that today, as we go off from here, as we think through that, that we'll remember that's what Jesus is about. That's what Christmas is about about the one who came to remove our mess. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks that you didn't leave us in this messy world by ourselves, that you loved us so much, even in our mess, you loved us so much not to leave us in that mess. But Lord, you stepped into this messy world, you took that messiness upon yourself, you nailed it to the cross, you rise again.
And now, Lord, we can stand with you when we put our trust in you. We can stand clean before you forever. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in this messy world that we live now, that you stand with us, you are with us within that. That through your spirit, Lord, you live within us to enable us to live amongst that mess and to live for you within the mess and to have hope within the mess as well, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for that, Lord. We pray this morning, if we haven't known that before, Lord, that we'll give our lives to you and trust you in that. Lord, if we have known that before, Lord, that this morning it will reignite us to be thankful for that and to praise you for that, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you and praise you this morning. Lord, that this messy Christmas we've talked about will be a very merry Christmas as we celebrate the one who came to take our mess. We thank you and praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.